can't let that train pass us by. God is not playing with us today in any way. These are serious times. And we have to know where God is and be with him and do it his way, not our way. The only way to do it his way is to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Come and have your way. Almighty God, as I come this day before your people, before the people you have given me to shepherd, I would ask that you allow the words of my mouth Allow the meditation of my heart. Allow all of me to be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord. For you are my strength. And you are my redeemer. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me this day. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray and thanks be to God. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. Sunday before last, on June 9th, we did part one of a two-part series on the Holy Spirit. June 9th, we, we came out of the gospel, out of the Bible, of the Acts of the Apostles, Acts chapter two, one through four, and then one of the gospels, John 14, 16 through 18. And we ask, is your tank full? Today, the second part of our two-part series is found in the letter 
to the church at Ephesus, which is a letter for all of us today. I'm sorry, Ephesians, the church at Ephesus and the letter called Ephesians. Ephesians chapter five, come with me to Ephesians chapter five, verses 15 through 20. Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. And if you're able, won't you stand out of reverence for God's holy word. And listen now for the word of the Lord. The word says, be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. As you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Smile at someone this morning. And then say to them, say neighbor, neighbor. Be, filled be filled with the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Always put holy on that spirit. Because there's all kind of spirits going around here today. And because we don't know the Holy Spirit, the other spirits are just having a party in our heart, soul, mind, and body. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. My beloved, week before last, we talked about the Holy Spirit and how we possess the same power of the Holy Spirit that the first disciples and apostles had. The Bible tells us to let our light so shine before people that they will see our good works and then give glory to God. And then we, we discussed, we discussed how in order to be the light of Jesus in the world today that we must be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Can I hear an amen? amen? Well, today, today I want to talk about how we go about tapping into and activating that power. Something we must understand, church, is that being a Christian is a process. It's not something you just get one time and then come to church and think you got it. It's a process. It's something you have to work on every day of your life. Look at your neighbor and say, being a Christian ain't easy. 
Oh, look at somebody else say, oh, but it's worth it. Yes, we, we, we all have the Holy Spirit within us when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And as we said before, when you are baptized and when you profess with your mouth, believe in your heart, Jesus Christ is Lord, then, then you are filled with the Holy Spirit. You're filled and in controlled by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we all have the Holy Spirit within us if we are Christian. But how do, how do we draw on that power? That, that power. How, how do we make ourselves open to the work and the power and the energy and the electricity, the comforting, the counseling, and the knowing of the Holy Spirit? Well, beloved, we've already said that as believers, we have the Holy Spirit. We don't need any other type of power. We, we, we do not need to ask God to give us his Holy Spirit again and again and again because he already gave us the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the problem is we are not tapped into the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit in a Christian lies dormant until we open the door. Because what did we say? We said the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's in you, but he's not going to force himself to come out of you. He's not going to force himself to do anything to you. If you think like the world that the Holy Spirit is spooky, then the Holy Spirit won't come out. You hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit has to be received by us to be activated. You have to receive the Holy Spirit. You have to desire the Holy Spirit. And then you have to know what it takes to work the Holy Spirit. We have everything we need for insight and comfort and power and courage and wisdom. And who in their right mind wouldn't desire the Holy Spirit of God working fully in their lives? Well, I'm going to do something again just to bring you up to date. I, I look, I, I brought my flashlight again. <laughs> brought my flashlight again. Now, now you remember that we said that the flashlight represents each of us. Somebody say amen. Yeah. And before I demonstrated that it looks like a flashlight. It's got all the parts of a flashlight. I said it's a state-of-the-art flashlight. It's, it's a Bell and Howell flashlight. You'd buy it to cut the light on in the dark, amen? But before, what we found out was that unless you put the batteries into the right place, into the right place, in the right order. That a thing that looks like a flashlight. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's really not a flashlight until it can do what the light is supposed to do, and that is to shine, and it can't shine without batteries in it. Oh, my God. 
fall. Do you, do you get that? And even though everything about this flashlight working properly on the outside without batteries, it does not do for us what it's supposed to do. So let's, let's, let's see what we can do to help the flashlight this morning. You see it doesn't work, why? Ain't got no batteries. Power, ain't got no power. No power, okay, oh, okay, there we go, there we go. So we're going to put the power in that activates the light. Uh -huh. Now remember that the batteries activate the light, and they are our power source. And so to receive the activation of the Holy Spirit that lies dormant inside without the batteries, let's just put the batteries in and see if the flash works. Unscrew the end, I put it over here. Uh oh. Uh oh. My goodness. I can't get these batteries in. Oh my goodness, look. Oh, it's a whole lot of junk in here. What is all this junk? Angel. Oh man, where'd it come from? <laughs> the world? Selfishness. Greed. All this junk down up in this battery. Jealousy. Oh. Stubbornness and negativity. Negativity. Throw that mess away. Now let's see, without the mess and the stuff and the junk, without the sins of the whole world in the place that the Holy Ghost ought to be, let's see what happens if we clean all that mess out. Oh my, oh my. When we get rid of that mess, you have to clean the mess every so often. Oh, like you clean your house. Can't just let it stay dirty. It'll fill up more and more. Well, with the junk out, guess what? The batteries within. Let's see if we put the batteries in right. Well, ah. Without the mess. Let's see, it'll even be a torch. It'll even be a torch. I'm telling you, that light is bright without the mess. Without the stuff in it. It's a bright light. Do you get it? Yes. Do you get this child of God? You see, just like the flashlight, the Holy Spirit cannot be activated if we have a bunch of stuff and mess and sins and garbage 
in our lives. Somebody say amen. Listen, a person can't be filled with the Holy Spirit while at the same time conducting their lives living in fleshly desires because the spirit we talking about is a holy. Now, other spirits can live in you. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit, holy means not contaminated by sin. The Holy Spirit. Listen, a person can be filled with the Holy Spirit while at the same time conducting their lives, living in fleshly desires, living in sin. And so we need to have our spiritual walk going in the same direction as God's will. If we are not living our lives, and I mean every part of our lives, and I mean every part of our lives at home, at school, at work, in the grocery store, at the mall, in our home, in our home, in our, oh, somebody help me. I mean every part, we can't be totally filled with the Holy Spirit. It's so interesting to me that as a culture, the devil, in the name of Jesus, the devil has us so obsessed with our body that's not gonna last anyway, right? <laughs> that we love to fill that body up. We're in touch with our body. We're in touch with our body. When it gets hungry, we want food to eat. But unless you're in touch with your spirit that will last through eternity, if you got one left. Unless we feed the spirit and the soul, which go to either heaven or hell in the end, not the body. Get it right, what ought to be filled up. Get it right what ought to be important to you. Unless we are concerned with what we are putting into our spirit man, Jesus told us in John 15, 5, you know, when he said, I am the vine, and you are the branches. And if a person remains in me and I in them, they will bear much fruit. Much fruit. They will bear much fruit. But apart from me, without the Holy Spirit, the Bible says you can do nothing. If our churches are in trouble, and they are today, the Christian church in America seems to be in trouble. It is simply because the church has walked away from the power of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. amen. The church is more concerned with the people in it than it is with the people outside of it, and it is more concerned with itself than it is with the power of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. Hey, we, we, you know, you just cannot fill this flashlight with the power of the batteries with something else in the canister, so we can't be totally filled with the Holy Spirit with other worldly things in the way. Get the mess out of your life. Get the mess out of your life. Tell yourself, say self, self. we got to work on the mess. 
in our lives. Get the mess out of our lives so that the Holy Spirit can fill us. You know, my testimony is this. My testimony is this. This is what it is. Once you experience, once you experience the Holy Spirit, you will never go back. You will never go back. You'll always be working to keep the Holy Spirit activated and glowing and growing. You're never finished as a spiritual human being. We're always working on ourselves each and every day if you're really a Christian because we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's why his mercies are new every morning because we need some mercy every morning. Somebody say amen. People today think, well, I and I go to church and to work in the church and then I go home, that means I'm going to heaven. The devil is a lie. Sorry. I'm just here to tell it like it is. Without the power of the Holy Spirit. Look at your name and say, neighbor, please be, please be patient with me. Because God is not through with me yet. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then you ought to me. You need to be fixing yourself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So now, my beloved, we are ready for the next step because we have removed the sins in our life to allow the Holy Spirit. Our batteries have been fully inserted and properly inserted and everything is working. Now, batteries are like prayer, Bible study, knowing the word, being in the church, doing all that, all that is important. Being obedient to leadership, that's all important. But what we need to know is what happens, going back to our scripture, that we can find what happens when we are filled and listening to and walking in and alive with the Holy Spirit each and every day of our lives. We ought to wake up in the morning and say, good morning, Holy Spirit. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning, Holy Spirit. That's an excellent book. And so the first thing the scripture says we will, this is real, real good stuff. We will speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We will sing and make music in our heart to the Lord. That's why you, when you come to church and sing, it's between you and him. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So listen, so first, first, when the Holy Spirit is activated in our spirit band, our speaking, the way we talk, is affected. <laughs> when you feel with the Holy Spirit, the way you talk is affected. 
You know, we begin to talk differently. We begin to relate to one another as members of the family of God and not have 10 people in church and three cliques. That's what I'm talking about. And as the body of Christ, we're all in the body. We'll desire to say a kind word or, or give a positive word to people all around us in the church and outside the church. What would hurt you one day to look at somebody at the grocery store and say, you just look so wonderful today. You don't know them. You just made their day. That was just the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Stop looking at people funny. Because I'm going to tell you, if you look at people funny, you got something funny about you too. They just too nice to tell you. Somebody need to say amen. I'm talking when you feel with the Holy Spirit speaking the promises of God in our homes and in our schools and on our jobs, and even if not just relating, but speaking to those we are close to or those we don't know. Listen, we will feel joy. This is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit, you feel joy when another saint of God celebrates. You ain't jealous. When a saint of God is blessed, you blessed. When a saint of God is joyful, you joyful. You ain't supposed to get jealous. You can't be jealous of somebody else's blessing. That holds up your blessing. Help me up in here. Am I happy for you? Then my blessing is on the way. Talking about how you act when you feel with the Holy Spirit. And then you feel pain when another person suffers. You don't be talking about, well, if they had a well, if you had a. Pain is pain. And we ought to feel pain when our sisters and brothers, and we desire to minister to people with words that are comforting. Look at your neighbor and say, speak an encouraging word, saint. Then secondly, the scripture tells us, first we're going to talk right. Only the Holy Spirit can, can make you talk right. You can't talk right in your flesh. You know, the flesh and the spirit are always in battle. So without the spirit, you're going to say all kind of crazy stuff. And not even going to say, I'm sorry when I said it. Not even going to say, oops, I didn't mean to say that, Lord. <laughs> then secondly, the scripture tells us that we will have music in our hearts. Music is a powerful thing. That's why I have never had a church that I didn't find musicians filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Because if I can't get them filled, the choir will never be filled. Somebody help me up in here, Jesus. I won't be filled either with a musician who ain't got the Holy Ghost. I just can't take that. We will have music in our hearts. That simply means that in everything we do and say, we will be joyful for the Holy Spirit of God lives within us and fills us. When we worship filled with the Holy Spirit, we praise God from our soul and our spirit and not just our lips. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It does not say it has to be harmonized, but so often people sing like it's such an effort. Somebody up here help me. But when we are filled, I said, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, he will enable us to sing joyfully. Yeah. 
knowing that we are singing to the praise and the glory of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I watched our choir go on and sing. Oh, we much better now. But a few years ago, I've been here a few years now, they'd sing anyhow. Somebody say anyhow. Because they weren't singing to y'all. They knew who they were singing to. Some of you just sing. I know you can't carry a, a tune, but I just love to see your expressions when you feel with the Holy Spirit and you singing. Before anyone thinks that devilish thought, but Methodists don't do that. I am so sick of hearing that, and God is too. Because being a Methodist will not get you to heaven. Being a Baptist won't get you. Being a Pentecostal won't get you. Being the Church of God in Christ won't get you. You can't go up to God and talk about the denomination. Some denominations, you don't even want him to know you're a member of because they crazy. That's where we going. If we don't turn around, if we don't turn around, I'm telling you, it is something wrong with us today. But, uh, so let me read you something straight from the Methodist hymnal. I don't want y'all to think I'm just saying this. I know the Methodist church. I've been to school. I ain't spent a whole lot of money to know how to pastor and all of that. I didn't have a lot of experience. You can't know more than me about Methodists and pastoring than you can know that than you know about your doctor and arthritis. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Directions for singing. This 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 y'all's book. This is what it says. The United Methodist Hymnal. Oh. Let me read you number four. It's from John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church. John Wesley says, our directions for sing lustily. Sing lustily and with good courage. That's what he said. Y'all can find it on page seven, number four. He says, beware of singing, oh, I love this, as if you were half dead. What he said. He says, but lift up your voice with strength. <laughs> Be no more afraid of your voice now. Get this, get this. No more ashamed of it being heard that when you sung the songs of Satan. That's what, that's, that, this is to all of you who are Methodists. <laughs> If I tell you God don't love this church enough to turn it around, I'm telling you, he's turning it around. All this nonsense about who you not, and Methodists are sophisticated, and Methodists are professional, and Methodists and Methodists going straight to hell unless we get it right. You haven't even read your book. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, ouch! <laughs> oh, it makes me so upset when people who don't know nothing try to tell me what I know. Especially about the Methodist church, don't even try it. 
Don't even try it. We used to be a Holy Spirit-filled church. We come from the Holy Ghost. We shouted and everything. Now, some denominations can't say that. The Presbyterians and Lutherans, I don't know if they can say that. But the Methodist church was a Holy Ghost-filled church that the Pentecostal church came out of. Get it right. My dearly beloved, God wants all of us, Methodist, Baptist, Pentecostal, non-denominational, God wants everybody who calls themselves Christian to sing unto him with all that we are blessed the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Are you half dead? Or are you half asleep? And then the last and third thing that happens when we are filled actively with the Holy Spirit is we are a thankful people. We thankful. We thankful for so many things. You would be shocked, child of God, to know the complaints I hear around here about trivial stuff. Trivial stuff. And I'm just gonna say this. If I hear one more criticism or complaint, about those children in that school back there? Oh, we gonna have a talk. Oh yeah, we are. My mama used to say all the time, it's grown folks, she couldn't stand. But children had a reason for throwing paper on the yard and children had a reason for undoing stuff. Cause they children. Grown folk don't have no reason for not picking it up. and giving thanks to God that we are in mission to 300 children in the back who pay all of our bills. Somebody needs to say thank you. Bless his name. Glory to God. People filled with the Holy Spirit are grateful. And Pacoima first, you should have no complaints whatsoever. Because you, beloved, are a blessed church. Blessed to have that school on our property. Blessed. Give the Lord a hand praise for his blessing. Anytime I bring up something about what you say the children have done, I tell you they do all they can to fix it. Say something good sometimes. Say something good. There's so much stuff around here that's not done. It wouldn't take nobody but a grown person and a screwdriver. Complaining about trivial stuff. Oh, my dearly beloved. Oh, if you feel with the Holy Ghost, then it's just easy to praise and thank God doing good times over when trouble comes and struggling and all of that. You act like you just don't, don't want to praise the Lord. Some of y'all just on the down low when it comes to praising God. And so when the left overcomes or when the bank account is low, when a loved one dies or when a spouse leaves, when the world seems to be crashing all around you, many times we close down our ability to praise God. 
And yet the word of God, the Bible tells us, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, he will bring our remembrance. He will bring into our remembrance the fact that all things work together for good. For those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. We walk with faith in God when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And so the question as I close today is this. Beloved, understanding and knowing that we all have the power of the Holy Spirit available to us. But there are questions we need to ask ourselves. Questions. Are all the pistons firing? I'm just asking. Are all of your gears engaged? No, I'm just asking. Ask yourself, am I constantly depending on the Lord? <laughs> so you ought to be depending on. And am I asking and seeking all the time for more of him? Shall of God, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, the flashlight sign shines for the whole world to see. And when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you bear much fruit. You bear much fruit. The evidence in our lives is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. These are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And so when the indwelling activated power with that of the Holy Spirit, we will produce much fruit. And so now we go out from the holy place filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is fruitful light in this dark and needy world. One of my favorite songs when I was a young child, I can't remember when I didn't go to church camp. But one of my favorite songs, even when I was 10 or 12, I don't know, I was young. I was like you. I'm a little too back there. I was like that. One of my favorite songs was, and still is, but I understood it then. Spirit of the living. Fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God. Fall afresh on me. Melt me. Mold me. See, that's what he's got to do. He's got to get rid of us. He's got to melt you down, beloved. Sometimes you're going through, you're going through because God is just melting you down. And then he's going to pick you up like a potter. Mold me, 
never leaves you the way he finds you. And after you melt me and mold me, fill me. And after you fill me, use me. Spirit. Of the living God. Fall afresh. On me. Let's just sing it. a craving and a thirst for your power. Hallelujah. That the yokes are broken. Hallelujah. With your spirit, the yokes in our life are broken. And the captives are made. And the captives are made free. All that mess in your life can't nothing fix it but the Holy Ghost. So let it, so let it fall down. Holy Spirit, let it fall, fall down, down, down oh, on me, because, because we
Mark, we need.